Hey lovely lady and welcome to this week's episode of the Get Confident Podcast. We have got a special guest on the show with us today and this episode is a little bit different for us. It's really going to open your mind into something a little bit different, something a little bit out of the norm, although you'll realize inside the episode that this concept is becoming a lot more common and is actually something that I'm on my own personal journey with as well. I cannot wait for you to hear this and I'm really looking forward to hearing what you think about this episode. So please send me a DM. My Instagram handle uh, where you can message me is linked in the description below. I would just love to see how this episode resonates with you. All right, let's get into it. You're listening to the Get Confident Podcast with your host, Janelle Hosking. You're here to create career confidence, financial freedom, and abundance for yourself in 2024. You want to progress in your career through employment or starting your own business, and I am here to help you every step along the way. In this podcast, we talk mindset, strategies, practical tools, and frameworks to help you achieve your goals now. So you can live a fulfilled life. Welcome to the show. Cara from Minnesota. I hope I said that right. I've been saying Minnesota my whole life up until this moment. I was 29 years old when I realized it's Minnesota, not Minnesota. (laughs) How are you and welcome to the show. Good, Janelle. Thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. I'm very much looking forward to our conversation today. And I always like to start with, you know, getting to know you a little bit more. Um, So why don't you give us some, some highlights or some snapshots of your life story that has led you to being here today? All right. Well, do you want to get right into what led me to? You do you, wherever you want to go, go there. Yeah. Well, I will start with this. I am an entrepreneur, a serial entrepreneur at heart, and I have been in sales um, for 23 years. And I took the route of direct sales with affiliate marketing and network marketing, direct sales. So I loved being my own boss. I love being able to take it to the limit and take, you know, you're not in business for yourself or by yourself, but it, you you do the things that give you some motion and you're like, wow, this worked and you keep trying. And, but through it, it's mainly it's creating relationships with people finding, I loved, you know, the product that I was selling. So it was very genuine and authentic. And I'm always about that and helping other women say they can take something and make it, make them make, make money with it or build confidence with something, just getting out in front of people, you know, 20 years ago, that's the only way we did it is, in living rooms. Absolutely. (laughs) And the social media thing wasn't there. So I'm going to be 50 the end of the year. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of things transit. I have been through a different, some different companies with direct Mm -hmm. sales, but the last one, it is, you know, online and you can have a business like that. But (laughs) what drew, what's driving me more now is community is finding my people. And and I do still have a team of a direct sales company, but I think something for me was missing. And I think it was, you know, that the true relationships, not business-wise, um, relationships with friends. I was mm-hmm. so motivated for 15 years straight on just business, which was great because it, it, you know, 
it helped me become very successful in it. Mm. But I think what was missing towards the end was this relationship with myself, being kind to myself as much as I'm being kind to my team, Mm. finding different people in my life that could add to my life more than just, um, not just for sales, not for, you know, not for business. Like how did, I never knew how to separate that Yeah, because I think it was super stressed and anxious and Mm. that's where I used alcohol. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So, wow. There is so much good stuff in there in my mind. I'm like, we could have three different women podcast conversations in one. However, for this show, I try to stick each episode to like one topic, one thing, you know, um, and give the the lovely listener some real good, like juicy takeaways. And when you and I first connected, we did connect over the fact that you not the main part of you, because obviously as you've shared there, you're so multifaceted. Um, A part of you is that you quit drinking and that you, you weren't an alcoholic, that you didn't have, you know, a a drinking problem. You just thought, well, I don't know exactly what you thought, but we'll find that out. You thought something (laughs) that led you to being like, "Uh, this isn't serving me anymore. I'm going to say goodbye. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that journey for you? Like how did you use alcohol? I'm guessing for stress, but in your words, how did you use alcohol and what led you to having that thought of like, hmm, maybe this isn't serving me? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, I I mean, my life was a party. I I would tell people, hey, (laughs) ask your, you know, friends, do they want red, white or white wine, then they'll come, you know, like, it was evolved around a lot of it was drinking. And I just kind of fell into that, like, well, yeah, we're going to go out, we're going to have a good time. We could even go out to the bar after your party. Like, I really got to know people that way. Like, Mm. um, but in 19, a friend of mine got diagnosed with cancer. And they had just retired and they had grandkids and it really opened my eyes to go, okay, where do I want my life the next, when we're, you know, we're now empty nesters. And I'm like, what are we getting? I don't want to be just drinking all the week, every weekend, or that's my only relaxation skill. Like, what is this about? You know what I mean? Like I, I really was looking at other people going, I want that freedom of them going out and hiking and enjoying nature. And I Mm. thought I enjoyed Mm. nature, but not to the full impact is what I became. But the main point, I think it was falling into society of, of what, you know, everybody's drinking. So why not Mm -hmm. stress, anxiety, just to shut my brain off. Mm -hmm. But that stupid 3am wake up call, (laughs) you know, everybody knows it. You had a little too much to drink, or as I got older, it wouldn't, didn't have to be as much mm. and I'd still have the same effect. So hangovers mm. got worse, mm. um, wasting my Saturdays. And I'm just like, gosh, I portray somebody externally to people that I'm a go-getter. I'm positive. I'm this, but guess what? I was beating myself up wow. so much because of that 3am. Why did I drink that? Why didn't I just mm. stop? Mm. I can everything in my life successfully, if I put my head to it, mind to it, why the hell can I stop drinking? Mm-hmm. I, I can do it when I'm pregnant, right? I can oh, yeah. do pregnancies. Um, so it really, I, I was just 
by myself. It took three days just by myself just to think through it. And I Googled <laughs> successful women who quit drinking. And I wow. probably ended in that are still having fun. Wow. Because it was that detrimental that I thought, what the hell am I going to do? Mm. I live in a town of 5,000 people. Mm. I live an hour from the nearest target. Like there's not much to do here. Lots of bars, lots of drinking. But you know, like when you get a red car, you notice all the red cars. For sure. So when you start something different and you, I stopped, changed my relationship with alcohol, I noticed a lot more people that weren't. Mm. Were, were you ever, whether this was conscious or subconscious, when you were drinking, were you ever somebody who, you know, if somebody came to a, a sales party, um, and they they weren't drinking did you ever find yourself either curious or trying to be like oh just have one you know w- was that ever you mm, I think at direct directly in front of people I wasn't like that but at the bar mm. yes I could mm. look at people and go why are they here <laughs> that was literally me on oh. Saturday night just gone <laughs> horrible so I that's why for me it's so important to teach the people that are sitting at the bar Mm. that it's they're there they need to they don't want to meet people they want to be out and about what it doesn't matter what's in your cup absolutely so long story it short it's like wanting that better life wanting to experiment right Mm. that's where I learned of the this naked mind and they had an alcohol experiment okay open to that book And what blew my mind was that the term alcoholic is not even used anymore. Mm. Doctors, they shouldn't Mm. be. (laughs) It's alcohol use disorder. Mm -hmm. And the biggest thing for me, I think, was having thinking when I stopped or even, you know, I I didn't want to think too far ahead as Mm. to quitting or yeah. but I didn't want to be labeled. Got it. As you mean labeled as someone with alcohol use disorder or labeled as someone who didn't drink? Just the alcoholic term. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So like, I just hate labels. I always have. Mm-hmm. And when I realized there were people that just cho- even the stupid different hashtags, <laughs> alcohol free lifestyle, um, changed my relationship with alcohol, hangover free, like the positive ends of why, what removing it can do for you. Yeah. I think the positive side is what made me go, holy shit, if I do this, maybe I can have that. Let's give it a shot. Yeah. So I read the book and they took the blame off of the person. Wow. That's the biggest thing you need to know. It's not your fault, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's, three levels that we look at with the, this naked mind. And I became an alcohol-free coach because I believed in it so much yeah, for is sure. first, let's look at the substance and look at the scientific shit that it is and poison and what it yeah. does to our hormones and our cortisol and our sleep and our anxiety. Like I was taking anxiety meds and booze, which didn't help at all. Mm. And there are many people that do that. And it was adding fuel to my anxiety. So 
everybody who thinks you're calm when you drink, you are for 20 minutes, but then your levels right? Then it goes up and then you need more and then it just keeps going. So you, that's what that 3am heart (laughs) palpitation. Mm. So I'm like, what if I could sleep better? What if I could get rid of that? But just reading that book and taking, looking at the substance, what alcohol truly was scientifically. And then you look at society. Mm. That's a big one. That's where you start getting a little angry at how they're pushing this flavored alcohol and made it pink in whatever year so women would buy more of it and the people who are behind the big alcohol industry Mm. is less pharmaceuticals like come on people like open your eyes to see what is going on in this world with this wow yeah so Mm. then the last thing you look at is yourself and your relationship with it and um how do you use it you know how what are those feelings you get right before you want the drink? Like just becoming aware. Mm. Oh my gosh. Every time I cook, I think I need wine. Mm. What if I just changed what was in the glass made like a cranberry, made it look red with that. Yeah. You know, and I would try that stuff. I would try neat mocktails and different things in my cups. I did not throw my nice mugs and cups and glasses. Cause I, that's a treat. Yeah, Totally. We all deserve that. Everybody Mm -hmm. deserves a treat, but to have a treat that makes you feel like shit, why? Right? Like, and we're all involved in it somehow. Like, yeah, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. So everybody's different and and everybody's at different levels and I'm not anti-alcohol. You know, but it can be so easy to get addicted to it because you just more and more all the time I really like that that book um, a naked mind sounds really fascinating um I recently read a book called last drinks it's by an author in Australia and um it was interesting because she she covered some science she had some scientists pitch into the book as well but most of it was just her personal story and sharing like dumb things she did and like I guess it would probably mostly focused on part three around the self and whatnot and um that book was just really insightful to all of the things that you said about like just I guess having that awareness of and this can go for anything in life just because it's what everybody does doesn't mean it's what you have to do and you shouldn't just do it because you should really ask yourself those questions like do I actually want this is this actually serving me and um I haven't said this out loud in terms of my my community on my podcast yet but I've stopped drinking and it it's been you know (laughs) I stopped before Christmas 2023 so it hasn't been very long. However, in that short time, I've experienced a Christmas. I've experienced a New Year's. I've experienced a close friend's 30th birthday party, which was huge. I've also oh. just experienced a three-day hens party in Wellington. And I did not drink a drop at all. Party? Yeah. What kind of? It was Three like, days. it was your, your typical hens. So the, the 30th was like a, a bar was booked out. There was, you know, 50 or so people there. There was free drink chips that everyone was handing around. And so oh. I did exactly what you said. And I went to the bar and I said, can I please have a mocktail? 
And he took my chip and he said, sure. And he made me a mocktail and he handed it to me. And I was like, this is great. And then at the hen's party I went to, I warned the bride. She was very shocked. And the first thing she did was ask me if I was pregnant. Um, But, (laughs) well, no, she didn't ask me. I said, by the way, no, I'm not pregnant. I'm just not drinking. And it's so interesting that we feel like we have to do that. Like, I don't know if that's something, you know, you experienced or not, but I guess at the age I currently am, I get enough people asking me when I'm having kids as it is, let alone, hey, no, I'm not drinking. I still, even though it's been a few months now and I'm clearly not starting to show like there is no baby. I'm definitely still getting side eyes from people being like, I wonder if she's actually not drinking because she's pregnant and she'll tell us and da, da, da. I genuinely just don't want to drink. And I'm very grateful that I haven't experienced anyone challenging me. And if they did challenge me, I would turn around to them and ask them why they feel the need to challenge me. Like, why are you insecure about your drinking? If you want to drink, you drink. Let me not drink. It's all good, mate. Like just, just you do you and I'll do me. And that's all we need to do. (laughs) Exactly. Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh, the pregnancy thing. Well, I was 40. What am I? 40. There was no chance I was pregnant, (laughs) but to justify not consuming something that makes you feel like crap. Yeah. Is something you need to repeat to yourself a lot like seriously why mm. we have to as a society have to justify not partaking in something that truly is now cancer causing that is this that's that you know and like breast and I know- cancer specifically in women is related to alcohol not in every case but there is a correlation and if we know like i believe awareness precedes change like you have to be aware of something to change it and if you're aware of something and you, you're not doing anything about it, I would be wanting to dig deep into that why. Like, why am I scared? But for instance, I just had a conversation on the weekend with some of the other girls that were at this, you know, hen's party. And one of them was so beautiful and she was so like, oh, oh I heard that you don't drink. Like, why don't you drink? What made that happen? Da, da, da. And we had a full-on conversation about it to which she responded telling me how she doesn't really like the way it makes her feel, how, you know, just things like that. And we were getting along really well, good chats. And then she finished it by saying, I could never stop drinking though. And I'm just like, man, I wish I recorded that whole conversation so I could play it back to you and hear all of the negative things you said you've experienced because of alcohol, all of the crap ways it makes you feel, how you hate being hungover for your you know, one-year-old daughter, but you could never quit. It's just fascinating. Like no judgment whatsoever. It is just fascinating because that was me. And, you know, just because like that was me and it's not fair to judge other people, but it is just fascinating how we do this to ourselves. And do you think part of it is down to the fear of like, if I commit to it and if I fail or if I give in or if I do choose to drink one day, then I'm a failure. Do you think that has anything to do with it as to why people don't just say like, I want to quit. And instead they say, I could never quit. There's a lot to it. I think that everybody's mm. so different. I mean, mm. brought up so many good points to know. <laughs> so I think, I think someone being not fitting in is really think about it back in high school. Why wow. did you first drink? Why did you first drink at that party? Wow. It was to fit in. Mm. Okay. Why do you go to a bar? usually to drink, to fit in, Mm -hmm. you know, like I think the fitting in thing is, 
especially now when people are so lonely, like, oh my gosh, one more thing. And I'm not, and that's just another check mark against me. I'm telling you, mm. you will find the true people and the true friend I, I, I have created and, and, and made, I've known people, but I have not made that extra step for another relationship for, for more friendship mm. until I quit. Um, or just change my relationship with it. I'm not ever saying I'm never, ever, ever, ever going to drink. And I, I think that's one yeah. key. Don't, don't put that on yourself. Totally. Like I'm 99% sure I'm not going to try this again. <laughs> with my, you know, track record, like I, I was damn good at it. And I, I'm retired. I'm a retired blackout artist. I call myself. <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh. I so hear you. I think that's really fascinating that you say that I was talking to, um, another sober person at this hens party on the weekend. There was two of us that were sober, which was awesome. I was glad I had a buddy. Um, not that it mattered, but it, it, it did make it, you know, nice to have someone to chat to when everyone was off their face. Um, <laughs> and I said to her, I was like, I'm, there is no part of me right now at this moment in time that is tempted. Like I'm content with my decision. However, if I am to think of an instance where I might drink and I've since told my partner, this story was if I'm getting a drink for someone else, if I'm pouring a drink for them and I subconsciously take a swig or I think that looks pretty I want some and before I've even consciously had those thoughts of you know you don't do that and that's not good for you and you know that and you want better for yourself it's already done like I I think if I am to give in that'll be when because it won't it won't be conscious. It will just be my body's reflexes from the past 29 years, minus the years you're too young to drink, um, just doing what it does best, just picking up a can or a glass and drinking out of it and then being like, shit, I did that. Mm -hmm. I didn't want that. It happened to me. Oh, I um, I ordered at a uh, a pub or bar and I they had tonic and I thought it was just like club soda, but it was mm. actually their clear made alcohol tonic. So I'm drinking this drink that I normally make at home with club yeah. soda. Yeah. And I'm like, God, this tastes gross. What is this? <sighs> so I sipped it. My husband, you know, and my husband still drinks. So you guys, you can yeah. do your thing with a spouse Absolutely. that drinks. Like, yeah. It's yeah. So anyway, but I did it and I'm like, afterwards I go was this the alcohol like club club soda they're like oh no this is our 5.2 percent oh, <laughs> and I'm like oh but you guys nothing happened I didn't yeah. I didn't, kind of didn't fall off <laughs> I didn't fall off the wagon I'm just like oh that was kind of nasty and, <laughs> and so, so don't think that just if you you know and I think too saying forever is just crazy just get through the day yeah Look for other things that, you know, like becoming aware of your body. Where do you feel it when you want that drink? And I want to just go back. You talked about the the girl that was saying what was yeah. so bad about her. Like, so mm -hmm. that was one of the first things. Um, and I do have my clients do is write two lists. And these will be ongoing lists. The first list is why do you drink? And the second list is why do you want to stop? Okay. Or why do you want to change? Mm -hmm. And you see some of the same things on each list. Yeah. And that one, why you want to drink, I 
99% guarantee it's going to continue and grow and grow and grow. Mm. And when I saw that on black and white paper and it was my own writing, it was my own thoughts. I'm like, well, sh- it's pretty, pretty, uh, you know, black and white here. What needs, what I need, what I want to do mm. subconscious still was like, but I think I need it. I think I need to relax. And it's like, so new knowledge, you said that before mm. new knowledge is key. Mm-hmm. So because, you know, like for somebody who's interested in it, just start creating your own. The other thing is finding people that, like you said, to not drink with you. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Unity online on social media. If you do the hashtag alcohol free, yeah, like they're there. So what I did was unfollowed anybody who was, you know, making the wine memes and this memes and this stuff that just mm. I follow. Um, and I started following accounts that were positive and that were my people and doing podcasts with people, just talking about it. Mm -hmm. I created my own virtual community to give me my strength to know that I was on the right path, Mm. even though I thought everybody around me was just still consuming. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was my own lovely world of if they can do it and they're over you in New Zealand, New York, mm. everywhere there's people. And and I used it as a positive to find those people and then reach out to them and be like, hey, you look cool. You know, like you yeah. find your find your people. The the thing is they've got alcohol-free bars now, you know, like literal bars you go to that are open till 3 a.m. like every other bar, but you don't drink there. Like that's the point. You can still do all of those things. And also it it must be bigger than what we feel. Like when you're going through it or when you're contemplating going through it and you feel like you're alone, remind yourself, every single alcohol brand right now has released an alcohol-free version. They wouldn't do that if there wasn't a need, if there wasn't a market out there wanting to buy it. You know, and that that's a really interesting point. It's another conversation we had on the weekend was around alcohol-free alternatives. Now, for me... Part of the reason why I I wanted to do this experiment for myself was because I'm sick of spending money on alcohol. Like I'm sick of spending money on that poison. I'm sick of spending money on shit that just makes me feel shit and like changes how I I behave or how I, you know, can cognitively respond in situations. And um so when, you know, when this concept of the alcohol-free alternatives come come up, I'm like, that is still expensive. For instance, you know, if you if you were to buy a six pack of Corona beer versus a six pack of Corona beer alcohol free, like the prices are pretty on par. So you're not really yeah. saving anything. And um, so for me personally, I've done a switch to kombucha. So it goes yeah. from, you know, 20 something dollars or $15 per bottle of wine to $5. So obviously, yes, I'm still spending money, but it's, it's much less. And um, like, it's like you said earlier about the nice glasses and the nice drinks. It just gives you a little warm feeling inside still being able to have something in your hand for the, for the short term. But what, what do you think? Well, like, do you get into those alcohol-free alternatives very much? Well, I, I did try like, you know, alternate whiskey that tasted like whiskey and eh, it was okay. Um, I like create, I was the same way. Like you save, you start saving money and you're like, oh my gosh, 
I like this saving money thing. Yeah. You know, why not? Like change, instead of forking over all this money, I kind of got into the thing of, well, how can I save money and, and make more? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. let's figure this out and let's have fun creating. The thing that really came out for me is, I remember like that first month was sleep was amazing. Mm-hmm. A little bit, but you guys, we need our sleep, especially like my age of women going through menopause. Mm. I've gone through already. And that was big part of it. My estrogen was nothing. I didn't realize it, which makes your anxiety and your stress go even higher. Mm-hmm. So then I was consuming it just it threw it all up. So after I quit, then I went through menopause, but there's 10 years before menopause that your estrogen yeah. goes. So mm-hmm. believe me that alcohol does not help your sleep. So sleep was great. My digestion really came mm-hmm. into, like it worked finally. Um, my creativity just blossomed Wow. And my emotions, like crying and just feeling and looking at nature and just being like, wow, mm. like beautiful. So it was kind of, it's kind of like this cloud lifts over you of this mm-hmm. depressant you and you're just mm-hmm. trying hard and like, I'm going to quit. And every day you wake up, you're like, damn, I drank again. And you're just beating yourself up all day and then turning to people being all, yeah. I'm fine. You can't do that very long without really burning the heck out. So I don't know. It's like, you can try a diet. You can try face creams that are going to take away your wrinkles. You can try, um, all sorts of different things. Yeah. But the one thing that getting rid of, try it for 90 days, all of that other stuff will go. Mm kidding people's eyes look better they lose weight they start sleeping better without taking pills without adding anything you remove one toxic substance Mm. and try it 90 days and tell yourself after 90 days you're going to decide if you're going to keep doing it or not Mm. just try it yeah try it 90 days because i think that's when you start getting that true effect of it and you do i don't know i just Mm. Everybody needs to try it and go and then evaluate for yourself if you want to do it again and pick it up. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. And and again, bringing it back to that concept of this is just an experiment and find a buddy to do it with you. Don't feel like you have to do it on your own, you know, ask your bestie if they want to do it too or, um, you know, whatever's going to make it a bit easier for you um, to do. I actually said to my mother and my sister at the end of 2023 um you know it's summertime it's christmas and it's new year everyone drinks has fun whatever we did have um a person in my family who was quite ill over that time and so to be honest that you know kind of similar story as you that that actually really did it for me um and not so much like this person who was ill doesn't really drink much anyway. So I wouldn't say it was down to that for them. But for me, it was, I want to be able to go to the hospital if I have to. If I'm drinking, how can I get to this person? How can I support them if I can't physically get there because I'm drunk, you know? So so that was actually a big part of it for me. But I was sat there with my mom and my sister and, you know, we were chatting and whatnot. And I said, look, I'm I'm not drinking in 2024. Um, and 
my family absolutely bonds over alcohol and my mum finds me her own daughter more fun when I'm drinking and um so when I said, you know, I'm not drinking, I kind of switched it around. Like if there's something you guys don't want to do either, like let's do it together and let's kind of support and motivate each other. And um, my sister vapes and I tried to be like, why don't you stop vaping for, for, for the year, <laughs> forever? Um, but anyway, I, I'm not sure if that's worked. I'll leave that for her to decide. But my mother, <laughs> I know for sure, decided with me to not drink and so she we were just speaking last night she has not drunk at all all throughout January and I said to her I was like oh mom how's your you know how's your non-drinking challenge going and um she goes Janelle I haven't drunk all year and I was like mom it's the 30th of January it's been 30 days (laughs) but like that's amazing right and so it's helpful to know that while we're not texting each other every day and it's not a big thing for us to try and stay away from and avoid it I know that when I have a call with her I'll be like how are you going and she's like yeah good what are you yeah we're good you know it's just it's just a bit of fun between the two of us so um I think having if you can have someone um who's who's around you who you care about or whatever who's keen to do the experiment with you that might help might not not sure just throwing it out there because I know that for me and my mom it's just a bit of fun now (laughs) I love that. And you know what? Becoming vulnerable, you you can get through anything when you're vulnerable. When you're vulnerable with a friend, with a stranger, like that's I've even I've I remember reaching out to alcohol-free accounts like coaches and stuff and just rattling on messages with them, like, oh my gosh, thank you for that post or whatever, you know, like bonding with these people because they were doing what I wanted to do. Hmm. In, in their own way mm-hmm. uh, but Absolutely. having that, like say how did you feel today or what what are you going to mix tonight or um you know nobody gives a shit what's in your drink they yeah. really don't out. so one thing I tell my clients is when when you're out and about and I'm trying I would love to like get to these bartenders and owners and say you know enthusiastically offer us mocktails enthusiastically put it out on your display on the table so we can point and say that's what I want there's no like you know the waitress isn't like you're whispering to the waitress and everybody's like what's going on and you're like trying not to make this a big deal and then out comes your drink in a freaking pizza hut cup that's like (laughs) different than everybody's and you're like no like I want to be noticed like shit Give us a glass that, you know, if they're with adults and they're not drinking, make it look like a pretty drink, even if it's mm. water with lemon. Mm. So one thing I tell my clients is say that, yes, I'd love a drink. When somebody asks you and you're out, but you're not mm. drinking, mm. that word, I'm not drinking, puts mm. a whole bus to everybody around you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just say, you know, I'd love a drink. Can I have like club soda and lime to start? Mm. Boom. Done. Yeah. Don't or go to the bar yourself. Mm-hmm. grab the drink, tell the bartender when rounds come. Yeah. Keep mine coming without the booze and just leave it at that. Like you have to coach them. Yeah. <laughs> like, to make your evening nice. <laughs> when we went to this 30th a few weeks ago um, and we got in there and, you know, we had our drink allocation and whatnot, I turned to my partner and I said, can you please get me a sugar-free Red Bull? And can you make sure that 
they pour it in a glass because I don't want my friends to see me holding a can of Red Bull because then it's so obvious that I'm not drinking. And, uh, <laughs> but like, I literally did exactly what, what you're saying or a version of it of like, Oh, can, can you make sure they pour it in a glass? Cause I don't want it to be obvious. <laughs> and it's, it's wild. Wild. It's but, wild you know, what we do. It is, it is wild what we do, but I also think, you know, just kind of like the thing that you're saying, like you've got to give yourself permission to do whatever's going to make it work for you, you know, until you learn better, which now I know based on the advice that you've shared. <laughs> yes, I want to drink. Yes, I'll go order the first round. Can I please have a lemon lime bitters and give them all whatever the heck they want, you know? And be, and just be okay with it. And you can, you know, have some white lies to begin with. If you're on medication or if you're, you just, are doing a little experiment or a challenge, like feel free to tell your friends that and, mm -hmm. and, or tell them why I lie that you're driving or, I mean, there's, and the other thing is you guys, there is never ever a perfect time. Mm. Oh, because, like you said, you're always going to have these firsts. Okay. Mm -hmm. You're going to always have a birthday party, a Christmas, a new year's, a, anything. So telling and I just lost my train of thought <laughs> you're always gonna I... have firsts yes so three in March of 2020 mm -hmm. we were going to Nashville with a bunch of people couples Nashville in the United States is yeah. like the big country so, I'd love you know, to go there live music bars open at 8 a.m drinks everywhere I'm like oh my gosh I knew this trip was coming up and I'm like Maybe I'll just quit drinking till then, right? I mean, I had every everything figured out in my head. And I'm like, you know what the easiest would be right now is to not even think about it. Because some people say they want to just limit their alcohol, but then they're like making up all the, oh, should I have it after five? Maybe only yeah. on Friday. Wow. That's energetically in your brain consuming a lot. Mm hmm I just thought, you know what? I'm not going to worry about that in three months. I'm just going to do my thing. But I asked my husband, I'm like, you think I can do this? And he's like, yeah. I said, always, always make sure I have something in my hand. Mm -hmm. We're out at, in Nashville. Mm -hmm. I had the best time. Wow. I danced because nobody cared. Everybody else was sloshed. No, yeah. I danced. I had fun. I ate desserts. I don't remember the last time I ordered a dessert somewhere mm. because if you don't, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I flavor in things. I found that yes, sweets were great. Okay. Who cares? It was better than alcohol at the time. Um, <laughs> and being up in the morning, like what the heck I'm a morning person now and rubbing it into them that they felt like shit. And I'm like <laughs> laughing about it. Like, this is just my thing. Yeah. I, we have the best friends. I, we were in a bar at one in the afternoon and it was three months alcohol-free and we did a cheers. Wow. And I'm like, this is sweet with my water. <laughs> mm. So you, you, and they're, they're, they love to drink and party and have fun. So you guys, it's not like this. We are them. They are that like no. you can with people. It's okay. Yeah, we we literally for this hens party, we went and did a, a boat cruise in our in our country's capital city in Wellington. And, you know, everyone took their cans of alcohol. It was kind of like a BYO boat cruise. And by the end of it, as you can imagine, after a few hours, um the the gals were were on a level. And on the whole way back to the marina, 
we all had just this massive dance party and it didn't, it didn't, like you could not tell in that moment who was drinking and who was not. We were just having fun. And I'm so grateful for you for, you know, stepping into this version of yourself and for the two of us being able to connect so we can jump on and, and yarn about this and hopefully inspire somebody else. I have one last question for you before we finish up. How did your career progress mm-hmm when you made this decision or like since you've been on your alcohol-free journey? Okay. I was, I was, I was like, that was the biggest accomplishment I think I could have made personally for myself was changing my relationship. Isn't that crazy? Like I could make sales quotas and, and, and feel good about that for a hot second. Mm but then back to me, I was still beating myself up because I was not happy with what I was consuming. Mm-hmm. So I think it was just this big confidence booster to be like, I just did what I said I was going to do. You know, like even when you start exercising, you do it, you're like, wow, I did that. So <laughs> getting into it and just knowing that I could start creating again and I had that confidence I started wanting different things in my life instead of, and adding different things and knowing that I could do a multitude of things, like what areas of my life were exciting. And, and I just go for it. I Mm. I'm a a manifesting generator. So I just try things and do it. And lots of things have happened. I've got a, a little, um, so I use my epic approach and I don't know if we're going to be talking about this, but we're yeah, almost done. Mm-hmm. Overall, it's like, what did I do in four years is what I kind of narrowed it down to. And I came up with an acronym of epic. Mm-hmm. So E is eliminate, right? Like eliminate something. P participate. I started showing up for myself. You do everything for your kids. You you pick them up from school, you you're there for them, but you don't do that for yourself. I think mm-hmm. as women, we put ourselves last. Yeah. But I started showing up for myself and participating in things and actually participating in things, knowing I was going to go do them alcohol free, which was fun. The I is to integrate. So integrating healthy things. Cause when you change a relationship with alcohol, as you know, you have a lot of time on your hands mm-hmm. because there's time of prepping to drink, there's drinking, there's time <laughs> covering. And yeah. it's, it's just, so integrating, I integrated sauna and cold plunge Ooh. and throughout meeting a, somebody new and to a leadership group I was in, I met a good friend and we started a sauna, mobile sauna business because I believe in it so much. And I want to bring that to people in my community. Mm-hmm. So it's a mobile sauna, wood burning. So I think that, you know, changes your, it puts you in stressful mode. Mm-hmm in a healthy way, but your, your body can deal with it. And then the C is to celebrate every little thing that you do. Like if you quit for, you know, if you only have three drinks instead of six, I'm serious. Like if that's what you start with, Mm -hmm. then you have to acknowledge that and celebrate that and just keep going. So the Epic approach has just brought a bunch of different things, like bringing community together that I started doing at our little event center that we have, like bringing women together, having fun, doing things that are not alcohol related. Mm -hmm. Um, I figured if nobody else is doing it and creating it, what do I need? 
I need alcohol things to do. I'm going to just create it and I'm going to have my people come to me. Totally. So that's in a nutshell, like I'm bringing people, we're doing fun things without alcohol mm-hmm. um, and the sauna and the sales It's just in the coaching, it, it, it all fits mm-hmm. and I can do multiple mm-hmm. things. You just, and I think I just got out of my, my scaredy pants and just said, I'm going to just try it and do yeah. it. What could go wrong? And to me, it sounds like that's the attitude you had when you decided to quit alcohol. And so it's almost like that was the testing ground for you to then take this attitude and this mindset into everything else. And that, that time element, like I've been going to bed so freaking early. I think for me also, I've done a previous episode on this, but um, I've been reading this book by an author called Johan Hari. It's called Stolen Focus. And so um, it talks about, you know, the distraction in the world, social media, all, all that kind of stuff. And so for me, going alcohol free while being on this journey of reading this book, Stolen Focus, has just been an absolute game changer. So, so much more sleep, like being in bed earlier, reading more. I actually finished the book in a month. I am the slowest freaking reader I know. And I finished a book in a month and I'm like, holy moly, Janelle, you go girl. And I'm already on to my next book for the year. Um, and and like I believe that it's down to the fact that it's been summertime and I've had more time because I'm not drinking and all the things that go along with it. So um yeah, I think your your epic approach is incredible and a really good um what's the word, like a really good system to live by. Can you just remind us again what it stands for, please? Yes, and, and you can do this every day. You can be like, okay, what am I going to, E is eliminate. Mm-hmm. What am I going to eliminate? It could be the snooze button. It could be, you know, like it, it could be sugar. It could be shopping, like any mm-hmm. of this mm-hmm. just have to be drinking. negative thoughts, right? Yeah. Eliminate P is participate. Mm-hmm. Participate in your own life. Like totally. I think so many times to other people besides ourselves. I is integrate integrate healthy things. So when you remove something, you do have to have like something like even a coloring book, adult coloring book, like little things. I remember doing just things with my hands. Cause I was like, mm. what do I do? And then C is to celebrate Yeah, every little, every little thing. And I think the positive approach to it and not thinking it's such a downer and it's a embarrassing thing. I just cannot be an embarrassing thing to talk about, especially mm. for what, especially mm. of how many losing their lives and their family members. And it's like, this is a serious thing. Um, (laughs) So we have to talk about it just positively and like give it a shot. Definitely though, if you've never quit drinking any day in your life, you need to talk to a doctor Mm. or if you drink a lot, please talk to a doctor because even not continuing for one day in between there, it can cause seizures and and it it can be very dangerous. So please talk to your doctor. In that regards did you say that you read from johan yeah are you yeah yeah the lost connection that's Is one of that- his yeah i want to read that one as well that was amazing too uncovering it's what is it uncovering the real causes of depression and the unexpected solutions like it's crazy so the whole thing of what's causing us to be sick yeah 
Oh my gosh. And then Stolen Focus talks about it as well. I'm definitely going to read that Lost Connections book of his. And then here's another one as well. I think it might be about the opioid crisis potentially. Um, Can't recall off the top of my head, but awesome author. As I'm reading his book, I'm like manifesting that I'm going to have him on the podcast one day. Because that's the level I want this podcast to get to, you know, is like insane value worldwide listener, listeners every single right. week, like that that kind of vibe to the point where I email Johan Hari and he was like, yeah, I've heard of your podcast before. I'm totally <laughs> coming on. Let's book it in. That's what right. I'm manifesting in my world. <laughs> Do it. Oh, I love it. That's perfect. <laughs> thank you so much for being on the show today I am very grateful for you and for your time and um, I have put the link to your social media in the description so that you listening can go and follow along Kara and her journey and if you ever you know head on a trip to Minnesota Sota you could go and visit her um her beautiful event space and maybe explore or experience her um traveling sauna as well how cool is that thank you so much for being on the show today thank you so much Janelle for having me take care